As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Well, Rodrigo, it looks like the votes are in. Uh-huh. People want us to do a D and D sessions, especially using these uh, v- you know, version four yeah. rules and everything. The fools. They do not know what they're getting themselves into. <laughs> so uh, I went out and bought the, the player's guide and a couple other things. Dungeon cool, Master's cool. guide, just to make sure you weren't pulling a fast one on me. <laughs> you are so tense. <laughs> you are so tense about me screwing you. Hey, you keep doing it every week with that Magic the Gathering <laughs> game. Uh... So some people had mentioned that they were interested in the character creation. Mm-hmm. And so I thought maybe we could just spend this episode kind of creating a character and maybe sending him out into the world for the first time. And since this is going to be my official first D&D game, mm-hmm. uh, I figured I would go with the character. Uh, I, I should mention, too, to listeners, the last time I played D&D was back in like 82, 83, whatever year it was. Nice. Okay, with that first book. But the problem was there wasn't anybody around who knew played what, with it and knew what, what the hell to do. So we right. just kind of sat there and... I would continue to buy all the books all the way through high school. I kept buying all the Dungeon Masters and the Monster Guides and all of that stuff because I dug the art. And I love just going through that lore stuff about mm-hmm. a lot of the, the characters and saying, oh, someday I will do Play this. Play an awesome character. Yes. And then, of course, I have played World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. which you know could which, be very much like this. So yes. we, will, we will see. So I think World of, World of Warcraft certainly has a strong Dungeons & Dragons inf- influence. Oh, which, yeah. I which, was going through the monster manual, and holy crap, it's like, oh, yeah, that's the exact same that's in the so-and-so. and Yeah. So it's uh, it's kind of cool. So I have decided that since this is a version 4, I'm going to play one of the new characters. Nice. That are introduced in version 4, and I thought I would go with the Eladrin. Cool. Which, you know, about human size, they kind of have some elf-like characteristics. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, a lot of times people confuse them for the high elves. Right. Right. And uh, they are of fey origin, and they live in the fey world, right? Mm-hmm. What's and it the fey wild. Fey, fey, fey wild. But they have occasion to pop in. Mm-hmm. And I guess, again, I'm going to refer to a lot of things in from World of Warcraft experience. These Which remind will be me very much informational for me since I don't really play World of Warcraft, and I maybe I will get you hooked on that. Oh, These fantastic. remind me fantastic. <laughs> That's all I need is that what, fifteen dollars, fifteen dollars a month. <laughs> uh, so I would equate them to the Blood Elves, okay, from the uh, from the World of Warcraft. They seem to have similar 
characteristics, not necessarily things like trance or face step or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But but so, they have that same kind of feel? That same kind of feel and attitude. So that's what mm-hmm. I, why I'm going with that. Okay. So my character is going to be an Eldrin male. Okay. And his name's going to be Orem, O-R-E-M, Rivendorn. Nice. Okay. So I'm filling out my character sheet. So mm-hmm. there's his name. Right now he's a level one. He is a class. The class, I, I look through all of them, and, you know, eh, you've got your... I don't want to be a cleric because that's a, kind of a spiritual. I don't want to be a paladin, paladin because I don't like getting up close for battles a lot. I don't like charging in. I like to strike from a distance. Cool. So that really left me with either a warlock or a wizard. Uh-huh. And not big on the whole warlock demon thing, even though Reasonable. I do play a warlock in World of Warcraft. Okay. So I decided to go the wizard route. Cool. And uh, so that was that would be what I'm I'm going for. All right. Well, let's take a second to talk about wizards, just so you know what okay. you're getting into. Okay. Um, there are four archetypes as far as the classes go. Mm-hmm. There are um, strikers, right, whose job is to deal damage and try not to get killed while they do it. Right. Defenders, mm-hmm. who essential are essentially tanks. Right. Um, they their job is to keep other people from dying by taking by essentially drawing fire onto themselves. Mm-hmm. Leaders who um, buff the party and heal the party and give everybody else bonuses. Right. And controllers, which is what a wizard is, mm-hmm. and a controller's job is to sort of keep enemies put, move them where they need to be in order for the striker to smack them down or for the leader to be able to cast his thing. Right. Without a uh, without things getting in his face. Right. So it looks like there are two types of wizards, actually. Mm-hmm. A control wizard, which, like you said, uh, encases enemies in blocks of ice so that other people can do their thing. And then there's the war wizard, mm-hmm. which are these wizards that strike for powerful damage from afar. Correct. A, uh, a war wizard will still probably not be dealing as much damage as a warlock, uh-huh. but he will have a lot more control than a warlock. So you might smack a... An enemy for a hefty amount of damage, and then he'll be dazed, or you'll be able to put him someplace in the battlefield where you want him. Right. Okay. Now, the other thing about the the Eldrin is they have this uh, face step, this ability to pop in yep. and out of as their is because of their uh, connection to the connection Feywild. to the Feywild, or perhaps because of their tenuous connection to actual reality, they are able to sort of teleport from one place to another. Oh, that could be very good in battles. It's, right. It's actually extremely one of the one of the big things in fourth edition is that the designers wanted the races to be important throughout the entire career. Um, because in 3rd edition, after level 15th, it didn't matter what race you were anymore. Yeah. Um, but here, you can always use that teleport. Cool. You know, dwarves can always use second win as a minor action, which is huge. Okay. So uh, as I'm looking, so I want to be a war wizard, I think. Okay. If that's all right with you. That's fantastic. Since Rodrigo will be playing the role of our dungeon master throughout this game. Mm -hmm. So I'm an Eldrin, I'm the race's Eldrin. My size, I guess, is medium, or can I actually put in height? you are medium. Can I pick my height? Can I go five, ten? But uh, height actually comes later on the sheet. Oh, okay, sorry. So I'm a medium size. Size is an actual uh, Actually, in real life, I'm a more like a double extra large. (laughs) I'm going to go with a a rather young, not an 18-year-old. Okay. I'm going to go with someone that's like 22. Okay. I've spent some which time... Is, which is young for an Eldrin. Yes. I've, because they can live up to like 300, 300 years. Yeah. So I've spent some time studying. That's what I've mm-hmm. been doing for my, my 22 years, just doing a lot of studying. So I feel like my character is going to be very book smart, 
but not necessarily wise about the world. Makes sense. So because I am book smart, though, and even though I'm not wise about the world, I'm going to be a little bit more reserved mm-hmm. when it comes to meeting people. I'm going to maybe not take everything at face value. I'm going to look for you know, maybe some deception or something that's going on. Sure. But at the same time, I'm very eager to go out and prove myself because, you know, I'm a 22-year-old, right. young, strapping buck of, a, of an Eldrin. Yep. And I'm ready to go out and kick some, kick some ass. Cool. Wherever I can. Providing I can find the right, uh, so I am a male. Now, have you ever had guys play girls? Yes. Um, I personally have a policy against uh, cross-gender role-playing. And I know I'm going to get some fire because of that from the more hardcore gamers. And in some in some groups, it's okay. But I find that, especially in one-shots and, and kind of pick-up games, it becomes very distracting. You end up, first off, you end up dealing with some people's awful prejudices and preconceptions about the opposite sex, which is not necessarily something that I want to address in my games. Like, what do you mean? Like, sexual stuff? Like, oh, my sexy, well, my sexy hot elf I've, chick is out running I've around, seen, flashing her goodies all exactly. over Exactly. I've seen guys play girls as overly sexual. Ah, I've seen okay. guys play girls as stupid or weak uh-huh. because they're girls. Which is the exact opposite of what the game sort of encourages. The Dungeons and Dragons, and actually a lot of games that came before it, are are, are kind of very equitable about the genders. Mm-hmm. There is no statistical difference for gender. Right. Um, women can be just as strong as men. Women can do whatever a man can do. Sure, they can. And in the game world, you know, some of the biggest badasses are women. Right. Because there's nothing stopping them. There's there's no glass ceiling in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Let me ask. And another if there question. is, you can cast a fireball at it and destroy it. Let me ask another question. This this might come in handy down the road. Okay. Can a player play two characters? A player could play two characters. Um, I find that that can get uh, it can overburden the player mm-hmm. having to keep track of two different things in in combat. Okay. Um, and it gets confusing for if there's yet another player mm-hmm. for him to sit there and watch. A player argue with himself. Oh, true, true. Well, so, a little schizophrenic, but I mean, it yeah, could be possible. It's it's possible. I've seen it done. I have a feeling that Orem comes from a rather not a super large family, but mm-hmm. he comes from a family that he's got some some relatives on that tree. Definitely. Now I'm I'm looking here. It, it talks about Paragon Path and Epic Destiny. Right. Is my Epic Destiny to become God among everyone? Could be. Um, How do but, I know that? Well, do I know the, that now, or do I wait until know, I get a certain level? You. Uh, once you hit uh, epic level, which is I believe twenty one and up, you oh, you yeah. would actually think about your epic destiny. Right now, I'm although technically you have that epic destiny, you don't need to worry about it because if we if you get that far in the game and you decide, you know what, I don't want to be a demigod. I want to be that arcane wizard who, after mastering all knowledge, just sequesters himself off in a tower and comes yeah. up with awesome spells. Okay. Cool. Um, then you could be that. All right, so I don't have any XP at the moment, Correct. unfortunately. You have I'm zero XP. New to the world. Now, what about alignment, deity, and adventuring company or other affiliations? Okay. Your alignment is essentially your worldview. Ah. Um, in fourth edition, there are, I believe, only four alignments. Okay. You can be good. Uh-huh. Which is just straight. Oh, actually, yeah, I, yeah, I guess there's five. You can be good, which mm-hmm. means you're just a good person. You yeah. do good deeds. Yeah. Um, and, of course, there are various shades of good. Right. Um, you can be lawful good, which means you're good with a very strong uh, bend towards tradition and towards ac- the actual written law. Mm-hmm. 
So whereas a good character could be a wandering adventurer, a lawful good character would be like the town warden or, you know, that, that Oh, kind sure. Of thing. I just follow the laws. Right. And the good alignment is somebody that's there to look out for the, the lesser man. Right. Well, the lawful good is too, but their they're bent on law makes it play a little different. Okay. Then you can be unaligned. Right. Which means that you are neither good nor evil. You're just kind of a guy. Right. Um, you can be evil, uh, evil, yeah, which means you are evil. You, <laughs> you look out, which, which you know, in, in these games, especially when you have player characters being evil, mm-hmm. um, evil usually means selfish to the point that you'd be willing to do harm to other people. Yes. Um, and that doesn't make me feel comfortable. Like, can you crap on your teammate, that kind of evil? Well, here's here's the important thing. You can. I can. Yes. All right. But... That doesn't mean your teammate isn't going to... Do the same back to you. Do a uh, Lance of Faith hammer strike combo on you. Right. But I mean that if, you know, if it got down to it and there was the... If you were an evil alignment character Mm -hmm. and only one can claim the prize of deity... Of of the Eye of Vecna, sure. And and my teammate is lying there with one hit point left. And maybe an evil person would go, hey, this is all for me crap on you and that's the end of you exactly so what's the difference in between the evil alignment and the chaotic evil alignment chaotic evil is uh has a stronger bent towards chaos whereas uh, an evil person is to a certain degree methodical Mm -hmm. and thinks a little bit ahead chaotic evil is just about doing what is immediately beneficial to you and what is immediately fun for you at the expense of others. Aha. Uh-huh. So as I'm looking all these over and I'm thinking about Orem, I would think that he's going to be unaligned. Okay. Okay? He's just, you know, I want to experience things. Let me do my thing. I'm hesitant about some of these other people that I might meet out in the world that mm-hmm. don't have like them or, or hate them, although I probably also have a little bit of a, of a better-than-thou kind of attitude mm-hmm. because I, of course, am from another plane of existence and you mere humans and orcs and dwarves and and dracos and and evil what's the what's the uh, the drow you mm-hmm. know hey, i'm above you guys so maybe unaligned does that sure does that about work and then of course it, it asks about a god deity what deity do i pray to um do you well, have to pray to a deity do the deities you, do you don't is, is there going to be a, a deus ex machina come out of the game and no pluck me out of I don't, peril i don't really do deus ex machina i'm I'm a big believer, especially in this edition, because everything's so balanced. And uh, first off, you know, just kind of doing the dice rolls in front of the players. Right. Um, having the players obviously do the dice rolls in front of me so that nobody's cheating. Mm-hmm. Although it is, I mean, it's written into the game that it's the storyteller's prerogative to cheat. Right. In order to maintain the story. Right. Um, I usually I don't. It. I knew it. Cheating. Yes. Okay, well, so I'm looking at all these gods. You've got good gods and bad gods. I find it quite interesting that the good gods... Mm-hmm. All have little symbols for them, but yet the evil and chaotic deities got nothing. Right. All they got is a listing. What kind of That's, crap is that? Well, the uh, the game has a strong bent towards you, towards the classic play of uh, playing good characters. Mm-hmm. So what um, th- in the monster manual, I mean, you'll find a good amount of unaligned monsters, but most monsters are evil. Right. So what do you think would be a good, uh, uh, if Rivendorn were going to pray to a deity, he'd probably want to go with an unaligned deity, obviously. He could pray. I mean, if if he sees worth in um, a a good deity's message, like nature mm-hmm. should be 
should be revered or something like that. If, if a good deity has something like that going on. He might pray to a good deity even though he's unaligned. People wouldn't pray to a good deity if he was evil. But yeah. if he's unaligned, he could pray to a good deity. Which which would give him a slight kind of English towards good. So what about if I went with uh, Corlon? You could, but but let me let me throw this out. Okay. Um, in my was... games, I don't always do the the classic D and D pantheon. Sure. So. Oh, so we have to pray to the god of Rodrigo? Yes. <laughs> no. Um, I'm all for players essentially making up their own deities. Mm-hmm. And uh, if if it's important to you, for your characters to have a deity, I don't think it is. Um, I would say leave it for now. How about, a, how about, about this? How about this? What if I'm a reformed Corleone? Reformed. Like a reformed Catholic. Uh, I was raised with the, the Corleone beliefs. Right. But uh, but now that I'm out on my own, it's just like, eh, forget yeah. that. Is that. Will that work? Sure. So that in you case just pay of, lip service to the gods. Happens yes, all the time. Yes, so that in case I'm in dire straits, I can say, oh, deity, please save me, and then I'll do whatever you ask me to, and then when yeah. I'm safe, I'll... Eh, 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 whatever. Okay. Now, what about Adventuring Company? Now, I haven't found a team yet, so I, nope, I really so... haven't found myself. So we may fill that in later. Right. All right. So now we get to some other things. Right. We've got um, initiatives, ability scores, defenses, movements, senses. So well, what I think we're going to do is we're going to skip the very top row and okay. go to the... Abilities. Abilities. Okay. Um, first off, uh, go ahead and now next, should, to, next should... to the box that has your decks to, say, the, the left of it. Uh-huh. Your decks and your end, write a little plus two. Next to score, where it says score? Yeah, next to the score, just okay. write a little plus two to remind you that Eladrin get a plus two to decks and a plus two to end. Okay. So Eladrin are both nimble and smart. Yes, by default. By default. All right. So now I, I should point out to listeners, too, that I did do a little bit of my research ahead of time. That's right. In this, so I kind of know. Stephen has a file. About and I've lost it about already. the size of a dictionary, <laughs> where he did all this research to prevent me from cheating him out of this character. Uh, I can't find my. <laughs> and now he can't find his dossier. Oh, here it is. I'm stuck to the Army of Darkness comic book. I don't know if that says anything. All right, so uh, now typically, if we're choosing our abilities, there are a couple of ways we can do this. Mm-hmm. We could go with a standard. 16, 12, 12, 10, 10 kind of thing, and you just apply those scores wherever you want. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another way would be to use some customizing scores where you go from this table and you kind of pick what you want. Uh, For example, there's an 18, 12, 12, 10, 10, 10 Mm -hmm. that I could then apply to anything. Or the way that I originally learned it is you roll for your abilities. But right. Rodrigo's not a big fan of the rolling for the abilities. That's right. Rolling is the old school way of doing things, which, you know, if you like it, that's cool. Right. But I find that even when I play under Game Masters who have you roll your scores, mm-hmm. there tends to be a lot of fudging after the scores are rolled. Ah. Because the rolling is random, you can end up with a guy who's incredibly powerful and another guy in your party who's incredibly weak. Okay. And D&D is about teamwork, so you don't necessarily want that. Yeah, but uh, if you think about the Lord of the Rings, here you have the hobbits, which were not particularly gifted in anything. Mm-hmm. And then you have the rangers and the wizards, and they kind of balance each other out. So the strong have to protect the weak, and the weak, you know, help out the strong. Sure. And in the Lord of the Rings, um, you would be None Aragorn. None of them had a plus two. Yeah. You would be, well, I guess in this instance, more or less, you'd be Legolas. Um, yes. Matthew would be Aragorn. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Scroll Brian would be Boromir, uh-huh. and all the hobbits would be NPCs that I just throw into the <laughs> battlefield and yell, "Protect them, or you lose the game." Okay, all right. Uh, so, which way? Sh- which way do you think is the best way? Again, this being my first character, and I've done some things. Now I know what are my top three abilities that I need to focus mm-hmm. on. First of all, it's intelligence. Mm-hmm. Second of all, is dexterity, and I've already got a plus two on both of those. Mm-hmm. And then wisdom would be my third one, and then I could probably split it between charisma and uh, concentration, and probably constitution. Constitution, and, and I'm strength. sure strength would probably be my lowest ranking one, right? Probably. Now let me ask you this: If we go by this chart, uh-huh. and I chose, oh look, here's a 18, 12, 12, 10, 10, 10, mm-hmm. and I said, well, let me apply uh, 18 to my uh, to my intelligence. So then now I'm start automatically a at a 20. Yep. That's like pretty awesome, isn't it? It's it's a plus five modifier. Just like that, it's it's very it's very strong. You can and you could do that. What I would actually recommend, though, is um, to to give yourself a little bit more balance. Is to go with this array: um, sixteen, sixteen, twelve, ten, ten, ten. Okay. Um, that way, you can apply the six both sixteens to, to int dexterity and ex, yep. Um, dexterity, not dexterior. That's a class of pain, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, and then wisdom would be your twelve. Like twelve, okay. And then everything else would get a ten, which means in all the, in those abilities you are simply average. A ten is an average score, okay. Which means you know you are as strong as your average human. Uh huh. Oh, um, I think I put this in the wrong spot. I wasn't supposed to put those in the ability mod. No, not in the ability. I was mod. Just supposed to put them under score. Yep. Okay, I can change that. So while you're doing that, go ahead and add the two. So okay, you'd so get that'd be uh, eighteen. And an 18. Mm-hmm. Then you have 12 to wisdom, and then 10s everywhere else. 12 and 10. So I got 10, stu- 10 strength, 10 constitution, 18 dexterity, 18 intelligence, 12 wisdom, and 10 charisma. That's right. Ooh, charisma carpenter. Hey, hey, uh, hey, 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 okay, focus, right, back, focus. Back, back to where we are. Okay, right. so what is this column then for ability mods and mods plus half level and all this stuff? Okay. Um, that... Every uh, number has a uh, an ability modifier. Okay. Um, ten is plus zero, and then every two numbers after that, you get a plus one. Okay. So, so all um, my tens are zeros. Yep. Um, my twelve would be a plus one. Mm-hmm. And your eighteens would be a plus four. All right. You're writing this in pencil, right? No, but I'll go back and do it later. Okay. Uh, that's why I printed out many of these sheets, and, and listeners, you should go out and check out the uh, Wizards of the Coast website. You can download the Dungeons & Dragons character sheet for free. You want to make sure you get the character 4E sheet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wizards.com slash D&D. Yeah, the only, you know, they, I, I should make a complaint, because, you know, this is going to change a lot. You know, uh-huh. that's why it's probably good I should have been doing this in pencil. Yeah. Because we're going to change XB and Well, and if you change your mind about stuff. something even during character creation, you can go back and change True. it. True. Uh, but the problem is, you know, they have this great online version uh-huh. of your character sheet where as you're playing it, you can change these things and it'll automatically be kept the score and all these things will change. Crap it, it's only available for the PC. Is it? Yes, I was a little disappointed in that. Okay, so I've got my ability scores. Okay. So my 10 is still 10. My my concentration is still 10. My dexterity is now a 22, right? Uh, No. 18 plus 4? No, 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 no. Oh okay. What and and this is a this is a common uh misconception. Error. Okay. What the modifier means 
mm-hmm. is that is the number that you add to your checks. Ah, okay. So when you're rolling a d20, you usually don't actually care about the score. You care about the modifier. Oh, okay. Um, the box after that is the modifier plus half your level. Half your level is zero. Okay. So you don't even worry about it at yeah, this point. Yeah, not at this point. Now, these are attached to strength and constitution are attached to fortitude, fortitude. dexterity, and intelligence is uh, uh, linked to uh, referee scores. Reflex. And then you've got wisdom and charisma carpenter uh, to my defense. To and, your will. Oh, I'm sorry, to my will. Yep. Okay. And my, if my will be done, charisma carpenter will be mine. Okay, so what does all this mean? Okay, those are your defenses. When somebody's trying to attack you, they will either try to hit you physically, mm-hmm. which will be your AC, which is the uh, stands armor for class, armor class, right. which is the top one. Right. They will attack you um, with poison or cold or something like that and try to break you. That would be your fortitude. Okay. They will zap you mm-hmm. um, or create an area of effect attack that you'd have to dodge out of. That would be your reflex. Okay. Or they will attack your mind directly. Oh. Um, which will be your, your will. will defense. Okay, so how do we calculate those scores? Well, right now... Um, I can't. It, you can you can start. You can't cal- calculate them fully yet. Um, where it says... Um, the, the, the first box in every one of them is 10 plus half your level. So right. just write in a 10. Oh, there. for all of those right now? Yep. Okay, that's in the circles. No. Oh, oh 10 plus half the level. Okay, yep. I see. All right, all right. My eyes are not as good, and I was looking for a pencil, which I don't have one. So here you can you can borrow mine. You want my pen? Um, no, I got one here. Okay. Um, and then next to that, um, skip AC for now. Okay. And go down to fortitude. It says ability. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, pick the highest modifier between your strength and your con, and write it in there. My highest modifier from between my strength and icon is nothing, so it's zero. Yep, so write a zero. Okay. This is under ability, right? This is under ability, yes. Okay, all right. Um, then the highest of your dex or intelligence, That'd which be I believe are also the same. Mm-hmm. And then the highest of your wisdom and charisma, so which be I believe. One. Yep. Okay. There you go. So that's that's about as far as we can get at this point. Okay. Um, well, wait, I've got a class, though, already, right? I've already said I was going to be a, a wizard, a war yes, wizard. but we're, we haven't gotten to the bonuses that your class oh, gives okay. you Oh, okay, all right. Um, so let's keep looking at uh, Eladrin. Okay. Um, your languages are, well, your medium size, we wrote that down. Mm-hmm. Your speed is six squares. At the top okay. right, it says speed. So where yeah. it says base, write down six. Okay. Um, vision, where it says senses, um, uh-huh. on the next one down, where it yeah. says special senses, you can write low light. All right, where do I write that at? Um, you should have senses, passive insight, passive perception, and right, right. under that it's oh, a special a, Oh, senses. special, and so I can see low light. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, your languages, which are at the very bottom center, um, you have common and elven. Common and elven. Now, should I put these on separate rows or keep them all? You can keep them together. There usually isn't a, okay. a reason to... Uh, Separate them out, because yeah. I'll learn more languages later, possibly. You could. Okay. Um, skill bonuses... That's skill the, bonuses. Okay, this is all the way to column. the left. Yeah, at the bottom all are right. your skills. Now this is all right. So I did some more research. Ho ho! All right. So it looks like for the Eladrin and for the Wizard combo, uh-huh. it looks like the best combo of skills for me is going to be Arcana mm-hmm. or Arcana. Mm-hmm. I usually say Arcana. All right, uh, Arcana, history. <laughs> history or dun- this is and dungeoneering. Be a long, long dungeon. Arcana, crawl. history, and dungeoneering. Uh-huh. Those are the three skill sets that I think will be 
best suited for me. Cool. Because, you know, I've spent all this time studying. Right. I might as well make use of this. Cool. Or I should say Orm. Um, well, that's okay. You can you can refer to yourself, to your character in the first person, okay. back and forward. It's, it's right. accepted, and it's actually encouraged once you actually get into play. All right. Because it, it allows you to sort of get into character a little okay. easier. Okay. All right. Um, so those are the three I'm going to go for. Okay. We'll worry about that when, when we actually start doing class, because it's your class that gives you your training and your skills. Ah, okay. So for now, you're an Eldrin. Just because you, you were brought up by your Eldrin mom and dad, yeah. they hammered the crap into you yeah. that you should be good at magic and good at history. Yes, I should Boy, be. or else, <laughs> as long as you live under my magical tree hut, you will live under my rules. They only wanted me to get into the highest they universities. Did. They wanted so. you to go to magic college, and you did. <laughs> So where do I get some bonus points for that? Okay. Those two will go under the miss column all the way on the right. So okay. red plus two. Four. Find the arcana row. Okay. So plus two. Plus under. two there. And okay. then find the history row and history plus row. two there. All right. Okay. Okay. Then um, Eladrin education. You gain training in one additional skill selected from the skill list in chapter five. So again, I would go for, of all of these, I've got acrobatics. Athletics. I'm not really athletic. Okay. I spent all my time studying, getting beaten up by the bigger Eldrin. Bluff, diplomacy, dungeoneering, endurance, heal, uh, insight, intimidate, nature, perception, religion, stealth, streetwise, and thievery. Well, we can count streetwise out because that's yeah. not my character. And, and that's good. See, that's the important thing about coming up with a character concept ahead of time is that it really helps you weed out the choices that you don't want. Right. And since um, history and arcana seem to go hand in hand with one another. Right. It seems dungeoneering would be a good skill, like I said, to, to er, learn on that. Here's, here's the thing, though. Um, a, little, uh, a little mechanical um, advantage here. We haven't gotten yet to what skills you can train as a wizard. Ah, so okay. how about we just make a note that you get plus one skill of your choice, and then when we get to the wizard, we'll figure out if there's something that the wizard doesn't have Aha. that you want. Okay. So right now I've got plus twos for the arcana in history and we've got a one in the wings oh yeah one floating okay um let's see eladrin weapon proficiency you gain proficiency proficiency with the long sword yes so my long sword is mighty um let's is this see. even on where's this is it on the it usually um under feats you can just write uh weapon feats. proficiency long sword it's okay. uh the front all the way to the right yep. at the bottom okay long sword and that's it that's it. Okay. Um, the wizard will have will give you more. Usually, your race, your class gives yeah, you do proficiency. Your, do your race first, but because then... the Eldrin are kind of a martial culture, right. You get uh, swords as well. Okay. Um, then you get Eldrin will, so you get a plus one racial bonus to your will defense. Um, your will defense is at the center, at the very top. Remember where your defenses are. So on the roll oh, okay. for will, okay, you get ten plus so half your get... level ability yeah. class feat. Enhancement, and then this would be a miscellaneous. So this would be a miscellaneous, and I get a what on this? A uh, one. A one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Th- that doesn't... Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um, also, you get a plus five racial bonus to saving throws against charm effects. So all the way on the left, mm-hmm. there's a, an area that has your hit points. Mm-hmm. As you go down those boxes, you will find uh, something that says saving throw mods. Yep. Plus five versus charm. So write down plus five versus under charm death, there. Under death saving throw no. failures? Um, yes, under that. It'll say saving throw mods. And that is what? Plus five? Plus what? five versus charm. 
So if someone tries to charm me... Right. If someone tries to charm you and they hit, you'll be charmed for a round. Mm -hmm. And then when you next get to make a save, you will have this big bonus, Ah. which makes you snap out of it easier. Ah, okay. Okay. All right. Um, Fey Origin, which you might just want to write under your race features, which is at the very center under your defenses. Fey Origin. Right. And that means that for f- uh, effects that target Fey or yeah. that care about you being Fey, yeah, then I'm going to be. Then you are going to be hit or helped, depending on those evil drow when they come at me and mark me. They probably won't because they're Fey themselves. I thought the Fey. I thought the drow and the Fey were immortal enemies. No, the the drow and the Eldrin really don't get along because the drow did something screwy. Okay. Once upon a time, in the uh, idyllic time before time. The mm-hmm. all elven, all the elven races were one and the same. Ah, and then the drow did something bad, Way which separated, which sent the Eldrin into the Feywild, mm-hmm. the drow into the Underdark, and the elves into the real world. Ah, so that is why you have that schism. Okay, and why you have so many, so many uh, fair, sexy people running around the world. <laughs> okay, so then what's next? Okay. Trance, which you should also write under your race features, and that's just a little thing to help you out. You don't need to sleep. Yeah, um, I always need to go you into just a trance kind of, for like yeah, you just four sit hours and concentrate for four hours and get rest as if you had slept for eight. Yes. You never sleep. You don't need to sleep. Yes, of course. Um, you do get tired if you don't go into a trance. Right. Um, every twenty-four hours or so. Okay. Um, and then the last thing you get is face step, which is an face encounter step. power, and we'll get to that in a little bit. All right. Like we said, because of the uh, connection to the Feywild, the Eldrin are able to teleport short distances. Okay. Okay, that's about all you need for your race. All right. Um, so we will now shift a whole bunch of pages because the classes take up a lot of space. Yes, they do. I noticed that. We're going to jump over to the classes. And as I said, Mom and Dad, Eldrin, really wanted me to go to magic school. Yep. And at magic school... Uh, my advisor told me that I really should look at war wizarding. That's right. Okay. So, classes... Do they have universities at the D&D? Oh. Yeah, sure. All right. They have they have magic. They have big magic uh, schools. All right. So, my I mean, advisor... In this, in this advisor game world that me... we're kind of creating as we go, sure. They were, okay. Uh, well, I don't want somebody to write in and say, there's no such thing as a uh, magic advisor. Come well, on. Here's, here's, the, here's the thing about this. I'm the game master, so I get to decide what ah, exists okay. and what doesn't. All right. So if I think that something sounds lame, I'll tell you, Stephen, that's kind of lame. Okay. Um, but I think you going to an actual school of magic, which could have well been called a university, would have had advisors, and your advisor would be like, you know what? Um, even though you're pretty centered, you uh, seem to be particularly good at setting people on fire. Yeah. Thus, um, I think our uh, the the war wizard curriculum would be best for you. Yes. And thus, you dropped all your electives and uh, <laughs> took up the magic, the magic fire, the yes. magic smoke, and uh, and had some fun. Yep. Okay. So let's look at the uh, class traits. Okay. Okay. Um, your role is a controller, which okay. doesn't have any. I mean, doesn't have any game effect in your character sheet. Right. Your power source is arcane, which it's is important to know. It, right. it means that you've studied the arcane arts and. Manipulate the very fabric of reality with words and gestures. Uh-huh. Um, your key abilities we've talked about, intelligence, right. wisdom, and dexterity. Right. Your armor proficiencies. 
um, yeah, cloth. Is cloth, which means yeah. you are not trained in the use of any armor. Yeah. Now I can never train in any of that. Sure, you can. Oh, so I could yeah. later eventually it, get some metal armor and all. Yep, that stuff. absolutely. Okay. Um, I, it'll take you know, it'll take a bunch of feats for you to get to right. heavier armor. But what basically what your proficiencies mean is be, you've taken the amount of time that you could have used, you know, training to move sure. freely in armor sure. and spent it learning to frap people. Okay. Because, you know, in World of Warcraft, depending on your, your class, you're always stuck in an armor class based on that. So you're always going to be, say, if you're going to be a druid, you're always going to be in leather armor no matter what. If you're a warlock, you're always going to be in cloth. You can never learn to get up to a metal gear. Right. Wizards in, wizards in particular are nice in that they start with no armor proficiencies except mm-hmm. cloth, mm-hmm. but have no restrictions in the level of armor that they can gain. Okay. Um, there are other classes where it's like, this power does not click unless you have, uh, unless you're wearing light armor, for example. Right. So rangers and rogues tend to be lightly armored because their powers don't work if they're uh, wearing heavy armor. Okay. Um, then... You are proficient in the dagger and quarterstaff as yes, well I as am. the. So do uh, I need to put that under my feats? You could, but um, this is something that we can go back and reference because eventually, okay. uh, assuming that we play this game for a while, your feats are gonna start accumulating. Yeah, I'm probably getting smelly if I don't change my socks. <laughs> <laughs> um, what am I saying? Orum, the the the, the uh, Eladrin have no need for smelly feet. You, you probably don't sweat. Yes, that's it's the good thing about being a fake creature. Um, you always you always smell like uh, cranberries, roses. roses and cranberries. Um, okay, so you you have implements, and um, part of uh, becoming a wizard is mastering an implement. Right. So I've got the orb of imposition. Right. Which I can use once per encounter as a free action, which mm-hmm. means I can use that at any time. Right. We we'll yes. have to get to that later. I have the staff of defense. Ha. Which adds one bonus to my armor class. Mm-hmm. Plus, I can use this as an intermediate uh, immediate interrupt. Mm-hmm. And I get some bonus attacks for that for my constitution modifier. Or I could use the wand of accuracy right, uh, as a free action. So mm-hmm. I could use, in addition to hitting someone with my long sword, use my wand of accuracy? No. Okay. What that means, the wand of accuracy power, what that does is... You go, ha-ha, and essentially prime your wand and ah. prepare to focus a spell through it. Okay. And then when you do, you can add your dexterity to the uh, accuracy of that spell. All right. So I think for me, of all these three, I think I'm going to go with wand of accuracy. Cool. Okay? Because I really want to set people on fire. Sure. Fire. And, fire. And, and your mom was a staff wizard and your dad was a wand wizard, so they had a big <laughs> rivalry about that. Yeah, and yeah. you ended up going with the wand, which actually, hurt your mom a little bit. But. <laughs> actually, probably in my household, it was probably dad was the orb and mom was the staff. No. And I didn't want to have anything to do yeah, with either so you of were, them. So I went You know, they wand. said you to wizard college. <laughs> that was enough. So you're just going to go with wands to prove yes. them wrong. Now, where do I write that down at? Okay. Um, that is under your class path destiny features. Class path destiny features. Oh, yep. Okay. So wand of accuracy. Yep. Now, could I change this at another point? Could I just say, you know what? This really isn't working out for me, this whole wand thing. You know, Dad was right. I should have gone the the orb route. Well, you can you can retrain skills, powers, and feats. Um, so anytime you gain a level, you can say, you can retrain one thing. So you can say, you know what? This power doesn't work for me. I'm going to change it. Okay. Class features you usually can't retrain. Okay, that's fine. However, I would let you if we just totally realized that you just did not want... To be a wand wizard, <laughs> I'd let you do it. 
just as a sign of good faith and like, so you know that I'm not over. Yeah. I can't, it won't work. Yep. Well, stop yanking on it so hard. <laughs> All right, so I've got the wand of accuracy. Okay. Um, and that adds a, a free action. Yep. And a bonus to a single attack roll equal to your dexterity modifier, yep. which would be four. So usually for your attacks, you will be rolling your int mm-hmm. modifier. Mm-hmm. Um, plus half your level, which would not really do much right now. Right. Um, so you once per turn, you would essentially, usually you're attacking with what, a plus four? Yes. So once per turn, you could attack with a plus eight. Aha! That's and that's mean. once per encounter, I believe. Okay. So once per... Once per fight. fight. Okay. Yep, once per encounter. All right, so I'd save that for the big boss guys, kind yep. of. Or, you know, if there's a lot of little guys, because a lot of your powers could be oh, area yeah, of could effect attack. So you're like, area. you know what? I really need to clear all these goblins. Wand of accuracy, zap. All right. Okay. Um. Next down, your bonus to defense. Because you're a wizard and your mind has been trained to resist mystical attacks, you get a mm-hmm. plus two to will. All right, so where do I put that at? You find your will defense uh-huh. and then follow the boxes until it says class. And all right, then write so I get plus a- two. Two. All right. Mm-hmm. Are there any negatives? Do you ever end up with negatives in these? Not usually. Like, oh man. You fourth really... edition. Fourth edition has basically eliminated negatives. Okay. Which you know some people don't terribly like, but I'm a big fan of because it used to be that, for example, if you wanted to be a half orc sorcerer, yeah, that it was actually in game a stupid decision. Okay. Nowadays you can be any class, any race, and that's okay. Okay. Um, okay, next is your hit points. At All first right. level, you get 10 plus your constitution score, not your modifier. Okay, so my constitution score is 10. Yep. So we add 10 to that, and I have a 20 maximum hit points Correct. right now. You have 20 hit points. So that means my bloodied hit points would be 12, or a 10. Mm-hmm. All right, so that when I hit 10, I'm in big, big trouble. Yep. I'm stunned and all this other stuff. And then your surge value, which is next to that, which uh-huh. is a quarter of that. Would be five. Would be five. And then I have uh, surges per day. I think I have six surges per day. It's six plus your con modifier. So oh, so what's my con? So zero. Yep, so six. So uh, for this, a surge is I can give myself a healing power. Is that what it is? I heal myself? Yeah. Is that what a surge is? At once per encounter, you can use a power that everybody has called the second wind mm-hmm. that refuels you for one quarter of your hit points, your surge value, um, and uh, gives you a plus two to your defenses until the end of your next turn. Plus two in defenses, okay. Right. So um, when would I want to use a surge? When I'm down to my surge value? Um, sir, if or would I want to get down to If bloodied? you're past bloodied, if you're past bloodied, it might be a good good idea to use a to use your second win. Remember that you can only use, use it, once it once per encounter. Right after an encounter, you can since you have time to rest, you can use as many surges as you want to heal yourself back to full. Okay, but it says when I can you... only use one surge per day, though. Oh, I could no, I could use six per day, six per day, six yeah. surges per day. Okay, so as many surges as you have. Okay. Um, when you get a full rest, all your hit points refuel and mm-hmm. all your surges come back. Okay. All right. Good. So hit points twenty right now, mm-hmm. not not too good there. Nope, you're uh, that's that's the deal with being a wizard. Phenomenal yeah, cosmic power, living space. Yep. All right. Okay, so now we go to your trained skills, which you've been uh, chomping at the bit to go for. <laughs> First off, because you're a wizard and you have to know this crap, you get Arcana. Okay. So you find Arcana, mm-hmm. and then where it says trained, 
Mm-hmm. See, there's one that says... plus five. Yep, so add plus five there. Okay. Okay, now you get to pick um, three more, I believe. Okay. And yep. so what what would be good for the wizard then? Okay, you said you wanted Dungeoneering and History, right? Right. So go ahead and pick those. Now since... do I... Uh, what do I put? Do I do anything or do I just say that I'm doing Dungeoneering and History? Well, you, you find Dungeoneering and History and okay, put so a there's... plus five there. Okay, so I get a plus five to all of my skills then. To all the ones that you're trained in. Okay. All right. Okay. And then one more because you get three besides Arcana. So you get to pick between uh, diplomacy, insight, nature, and religion. Hmm. Now, what would be the difference between I can't use perception? Not as a wizard. You do okay. not have it trained. So what would be the uh, difference between insight and uh, what was the other one you said? Nature? Per- Nature? Perception? Yeah. What's the well, difference between perception, insight and perception? Perception is, is there somebody sneaking up on me? Mm-hmm. Insight is, is this guy lying to me? You know, my character, as I said before, Orm is kind of distrusting of the of people of the world. Mm-hmm. So I think insight probably would be better Makes sense. for me. Okay. Okay. So All I'm right. going to give a five for that. Right. So that's your uh, third train skill besides Arcana. Now, remember, because you're an Eldrin, you I get, get a... to pick one more. And that one is wow. not capped by your wizard uh, skills. So okay. find a skill that you want and train in it that you aren't trained in already. You can't stack the So bonuses. that would probably, that could be any of these other ones, right? Any of those other ones. So there's uh, acrobatics, yeah, which is said... balancing, tumbling, and all that stuff. Right. Athletics, which is jumping, lifting, climbing. Right. Um, bluff, which is lying. Right. Diplomacy, which is not lying. Mm-hmm. Um, Dungeoneering, we've talked about. Endurance, which is how uh, tough you are and how you... Uh... Now, that'd probably actually be a pretty good thing to have, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're traveling. And especially if I've got low hit points. Mm-hmm. Heal is your ability to essentially administer first aid to others. Um, we've talked about history and insight. Intimidate is how scary you are. Um, nature is your knowledge of nature. Did we talk about nature yet? No. Um, you know, if you're going for, for the knowledge uh, trifecta... History, religion, nature, and arcana, or I guess that wouldn't be a, that'd be a tetrafecta, mm-hmm. um, are the big knowledge skills. All so right. you might consider nature or religion if you haven't taken them yet. Yeah, but I said I wasn't a religious guy, so I'm probably not going to go to the religion okay. route. So it would have to be nature. So we're down to either nature or endurance. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I'm going to find some other people to go out and do some kind of adventure with. Yep. So I'm going to hope that they can kind of watch my back. Okay. Right. Isn't sure. that what I'm hoping for? Absolutely. So nature. So I'm going to go with nature then. Okay. So then what do I put in the... in the? Uh, you, you add a five a to five. your trained. Yep. Okay. Wow. If you are trained in the skill, you get plus five. So I'm, I'm trained in arcana, mm-hmm. which I have a five, plus a plus two. Yep. I've got dungeoneering, which is a five, history, which is a five, plus two, insight, which is five, and nature, which is five. Ho, ho, ho. Hold on, buddy. What's that? Because then after that, you get to go to that uh, column on the left... Which says ability modifier half ability level. ability modifier plus half level. So actually in your Arcana, you have your train for five, mm-hmm. your two Eldrin bonus, mm-hmm. plus four more because you're smart. Ah, because that's got intelligence a bonus, so based. that's a four. So that's four plus half my level, which is four. Yeah. Okay. And then I go down to intelligence, or I'm sorry, uh, history. Yep. And I get a, a four there as well. Yep. And then I go down to insight, which is wisdom, and I get a plus one there. 
And these will change over time, right? Yes. Okay. Because every time you gain your an even number level, everything goes up by one. Aha. Uh-huh. And that includes the skills that you're not trained in. We'll we'll go through and fill those out later. Okay. And then for nature, I also get a one. Yep. Uh-huh. So things are looking pretty good for me. I'm feeling a little bit you, better about myself. You're a knowledgeable guy. I got my literal parchment from Magic University. Mm-hmm. I just stripped it off the old tree and Yep. there you go. Uh-huh. All right. Oh, uh, Dungeoneering. I didn't do that one. Wisdom. I get a plus one on Dungeoneering. Cool. All right. All right. You now, are... do I get any bonuses? Like, there's a bonus column here. Um, not right now. Usually mm. uh, you have your racial bonuses, which you've already mm-hmm. factored in. Okay. Sometimes you will get magic items or feats that give you bonuses. Okay. Um, but for now, we'll uh, we'll skip that until okay. we get ready to do your feats. All right. Okay. What are we next? Next up, um, I think we're uh, down to you picking powers. Let's see. Phenomenal. Arcane Implement Master, Cantrips, Ritual Casting, Spellbook. And we'll get to Ritual Casting in a okay. little bit. All right. So on the back page then... I've got my power index. I've got at will powers, encounter powers, daily powers, utility powers. Mm-hmm. Um, you get as a wizard, you get, basically get three powers that don't do all that much. They are essentially flavor powers, like prestidigitation. Yep. Why would you use that uh, in the middle of a fight? Hey, goblin, pull well, the coin out. Here's the important your thing: ear. you don't use it in the middle of a fight. They are. Very much flavor power. Oh, so, so this is like if I you went and your friends. Town. You and your friends sit down at a campsite, right? Uh-huh. And the the ranger is looking around for Tinder, and you're like, "Paha! One such as I needs no flammable materials. Ghost flame of Axathoth, and you know, a, a fire appears because there's no point to it and no need for it, other than story reasons. Ah, you can do okay. it. Okay. All right. So. Also, you you can you can keep pulling coins out of the uh, dwarves' uh, <laughs> nose and nose and ears, but it will <laughs> never amount to a full gold piece. All right, so um, where would I do? I have all of these class ones. Do I you have, have all four you have of these? all of the you have all of the cantrips, which are go sound light mage hand and prestidigitation. Oh, so I get those automatically. You get those automatically. So I don't have to pick any of those. Right. Okay. You're Listen, you're going to have to carry your book around with you all the time, right? Until you memorize these spells and what they do. Well, what what we do most of the time is um. The the spells that you do have, we actually write them down on index cards. Mm-hmm. That way you can just reference them quickly. Oh, okay. All right. So I need to pick some level one at will spells. Correct. You get two. You better look out there, Will Wheaton. Um, These are directed at you. What? They're at will spells. Oh. Um... <laughs> uh, Did I mention that Orm generally is fairly a quiet gentleman? Good. <laughs> All right, so I get Cloud of Daggers, Magic Missile, Ray of Frost, Scorching Burst, or Thunder Wave. And I did write, let me see what I got down here. I've got, for my two, Scorched Burst. Scorching Burst. Scorching Burst and Magic Missiles. Okay. I think those are the two that I would like to learn. Those are good choices. Um, Magic Missile is a single target ranged attack, and Scorching Burst is a burst, so you'd be able to hit multiple enemies. Um, let me... Uh, let's let's talk about Thunder Wave, though, for a second. Okay. Before you write both of those down. It's in um, pencil. Thunder Wave um, is a close attack, so you can actually do it in melee, mm-hmm. and it hits um, a 3x3 three three area mm-hmm. in front of you, 
or behind you or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allows you to move characters. So if a bunch of bad guys close oh, in close, on you, I can wick them back. you can zap oh, them back okay. with so Thunder which, Wave. So then that's actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And and it moves them... Uh, three, three, it looks like. It moves them a number of squares equal to your wisdom modifier. Ah, so in this case... It would be one, I one. believe. That's all right. Which is... If they're a close range attack monster... Right, exactly. Right you would push you them anyway. away for one, and, and then, would... then I could attack them with my ranged attack. Yep, exactly. Right. So then... All right, so Scorching Burst is a ranged attack that... It's an area of effect attack. An area of effect attack. And Magic Missiles... Is a is just a is ranged just... single target attack. Okay. So if you're going to swap one of those out, I would recommend that you swap out uh, Scorching Burst. Okay, and go with Thunder Wave. Thunder Wave and Magic, Magic Missiles. Magic Missiles. All right. I will take your recommendation. Okay. So I'm going to go with... Uh, what did I say? Magic Missiles... The 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 good thing about Thunder Wave is that it at at first level a, as an at will power it gives you a little bit of control. Okay. Which means maybe you don't even want to get monsters off of you, but you're like Thunder Wave onto the fighter. <laughs> All right. And then I need to do some encounter powers. Correct. An, what's an encounter? That's only when you're fighting. Right. Powers. Now, well, what's the difference between spells, an at will spells and an encounter spell? Um. In a, in in a, in a fight, mm-hmm. you can use your at will spells as many times as you can. Any time uh, your turn points. Nope. Anytime your turn comes around, you can be you can go magic missile. Your turn comes around again, magic missile again. Okay. Your turn comes around again, magic missile again. There is no limit to the number of uh, times you can catch cast okay. an at will spell. Okay. Then you get encounter powers. Encounter powers you can only cast once per encounter. Oh, that's kind of... So a bunch of goblins jump you, you would be like, chill, strike! And you could mm-hmm. only do that once at the encounter. Okay. After all the goblins are dead and you take a five-minute rest, your chill strike would come back. Okay, I see. Um, yeah, next, kind of have after something that, like that. They have something have, like that in uh, World of Warcraft. After that, we'd have daily powers. It's, it's your cooldown. Right. You have a one-encounter right. cooldown. Right. Um, after that is your daily powers. Your daily I powers you can only day. use once a day. Or so, can I use them once a day or once per rest cycle? Once per extended rest. Okay. So if you take a five-minute rest, your daily powers don't come back. Right, but if you I have take to a four-hour trance. Yep, you have to trance for four hours, make sure there isn't anything chewing on your head, and then, yeah, you, okay. can, you get your encounter. Oh, your, your, so that's uh, one that I didn't, uh, didn't look at. So we've got Burning Hands, Chill Strike, mm-hmm. which creates a purple energy around your hand, and it hurdles towards your foe. Uh, the target is dazed until the end of your next turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, burning hand is a fierce burst of flame erupts from your hands and scorches nearby foes, which, you know, I'm all about the fire. So mm-hmm. We've got a force orb, which you hurl an orb of magical force in an enemy. It bursts against the target and throws off razor-sharp shards of force that cut nearby enemies to ribbons. Now, to ribbons. Some of, now, does that mean they're decimated? Is that an instant kill shot? No. Okay. It, it's, a, it's 2d8 plus intelligence. Now, damage. I was reading So if the somewhere, monsters are tough enough... Now, will this affect my companions? Will it that's, affect me? That's that's a great question. Um, where it says targets, mm-hmm. um, you'll, it'll say attack or target. One creature or object. Um, and then down there, it's a secondary target, each enemy adjacent to the primary target. So okay. that one wouldn't hit your allies because okay. it says enemies. Okay. Um, for example, Burning Hands targets each creature in Blast. So if... Your allies are in the blast radius. They would you would hit them with burning hands. Hmm. 
Hmm. Now, if I was evil, I'd be like, give me that. Yep. Uh, icy terrain, ray of enfeeblement. You point three fingers at your foe, curling them like talons. Weird green mist streams from your enemy's flesh, carrying away its strength. Oh. Yep. I would actually I recommend ray of, of enfeeblement. Really? You get one. Oh, I get one of these? Yep. Actually, was, yeah, uh, you get one of these. Uh, so force orb wouldn't be better? Why would ray of enfeeblement be better than force orb? I'm shredding um, people. You are. Uh, force and this orb... one has a range. Now, these ranges say how far away I can hit. Yep. You know, force orb actually has got a bigger range than ray of enfeeblement twice. Right. Force orb has a lot of range, um, and you get to deal a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Um, ray of enfeeblement, though, allows you to weaken the target, mm. which means that they, um, let's see... Until the end of your next turn, they're only dealing half damage to you or your party. Ah, okay. So if you get into a fight with a big brute who's just dealing tons of damage to you, uh-huh. um, you can ray of Enfe- you can cast ray of enfeeblement on him, and he'll take some damage, and he will become weaker. Um, Force orb, though, it is is better for clearing out lots of little guys. I think you know I'm going to go against your recommendation this sure. time. I'm going to go with force orb. Because, you know, I'm still kind of neutral, but I don't want to hurt anybody that is teaming up with me, so I'm not going to go with the, the fiery hands. Sure. Then I get a daily power. How many daily powers do I get? You get All one of these? daily power. Actually, well, here's the thing. Here's the cool thing about wizards. You get to pick two, but you can only cast one. one. Okay. So we got acid arrow, which sounds pretty cool. Yeah. We've got flaming sphere, which is also kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, you get to cast a medium flaming spear. I got a freezing cloud, which, you know, I, I think I'm going to try to avoid some of the, the ice casts. Yeah, I'm more of a, of a fire, you know. Fire guy. Fire guy. Uh, and then I have sleep, which I've already got. Well, I don't have. If I was using Ray of Enfeeblement, then sleep would. That'd be a pretty powerful combo to use those two together, right? Um, Sure. I mean... That would, that would make out? a character do half damage. They'd only be able to move two squares. With sleep. And then if they miss their save, they just completely get conked out. Yeah. Sleep is a strong power. And then when, someone sleep, when someone's asleep, then we can gang up on them and chop their heads off, and they've got no defense or anything right. like that. Basically, if you hit them once, they wake up. Oh, I see. Um, it's like a buff. Yep. Uh, hmm. Since I want to go for damage... Actually, I guess they uh, they have to save. So you can ch- keep chopping at them if they don't make their save. So, I mean, the, 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 um, the choices are the same pretty much across all levels. You'll have a power that does a lot of damage, a yeah. power that hits a lot of guys, a power that gives you control. Freezing Cloud gives you a lot of control. Sleep gives you a lot of control. I think I'm going to go with... Um... I think I'm going to go with uh, Flaming Sphere. Flaming Sphere is a strong one. Most uh, players that I've... Uh talk to end up picking flaming sphere allow me then to uh recommend that you either take sleep or freezing cloud because flaming yes, sphere yes i to use sleep as my second one cool cool and then what i usually do is i draw like a little bracket between the two of them so that you remember that those are your two first level spells and you have to pick one yep all right now i get utility powers you don't oh you oh, I have to wait until I'm a level you have 5 to le- or something? Level 2. Level 2. At level 2, you get your first utility power. All right. Of which you would also get to pick 2. All right. Okay. Well, um, now you have to uh, pick your feats. All right. I'd like two left, please. 
<laughs> All right, so we've that got uh, gets old. Channel Divinity. Which you can't use. That's a cleric power. Oh, wait. Uh, is there a thing for each one? Um, you, uh, If you look at your feats at page 196 of the Player's Handbook, uh -huh. there's, a, there's a big list of feats. Uh -huh. um, it's sort of the abridged list. Oh, okay. You'll have the name of the feat, your right. prerequisites, and then the benefit they confer. All right. So, for example, any of the Channel Divinity feats, you need the Channel Divinity class feature, which basically only clerics get. All right. Um, or other divine casters. So I can be El, 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 uh, Eldrin Soldier, Elven, or I can't do Elven Precision. Right. Oh, wait, I think I wrote these down. Feats. I chose Expanded Spellbook. Right. Now, is that going to be of any use to me right now? Um, that, I believe... Allows you to pick an additional daily spell, and let me let me double yeah, check. Yeah, it says on the... add additional daily spell to your spell book. Da, da, da. Let's look that up. Where do I put my feats at? Um, the, they'll go on the front. Um, give me a second here to double check okay. exactly what that means. Uh, expanded spell book. You need wisdom of thirteen. Do you have wisdom of thirteen? I have a wisdom of twelve. Ah, uh, you don't at the moment. You don't meet the prerequisite. Well, wait, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. I've got 12 plus 1. Right. You have a wisdom of 12. Right. And your uh, ability modifier, modifier is, is one. plus 1. So, yes, you do not meet the prerequisite. Oh. Let's, let's, let's figure out if you really, really want this to the point of actually going back and changing your stats. No, no, no. I don't want to change my stats. Okay. All right. So, I've got to find something then that works for me. Mm -hmm. Well, And i got nothing. There's, there's really there's nothing. A, there's a suite of feats that are kind of... Utilitarian. They're not all that exciting. Yeah. But they're very useful. Um, toughness gives you plus five hit points, which you are kind of lacking. Oh, yeah. I do need that. Um, there's um, improved initiative, which uh, gives you a plus four to your initiative. Wow. So I've already at 18 plus four plus another four? No. That's your dex modifier. Oh, okay. So you would be at uh, eight plus eight to your initiative. Okay. All right. Um, well, toughness draw. toughness sounds pretty good. Yeah, toughness would would be a, a strong probably decision. for me right because, now. Because, um, and that's that's a good feat because uh, when you hit eleventh level, you get five more hit points for free. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna go with toughness for my feat. Cool. Go now ahead and add check. five extra hit points to your hit points to your max hit points. So then that changes everything here. Yep. So now we're gonna do a lot of erasing. So we're up to twenty five. Whoops. 25, half of that is, what, 12? Because you can't round yep. it down. And then half of that would be six. Uh, six. All right. I only choose one feats, right? Correct. All right. And then um, you'd have to go in and buy gear. All right. Um, All right, I've got some gear that I want to buy. Yep. Let me and find it here. Let's see. Uh, what Get should, out. you know... Um, Double check... Because I can only do uh, cloth armor. I'm, I'm, I think I start out with 100 gold pieces. Yes, I think so. Which is a heck of a lot more than what I have earned in my 49 levels of playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be possible. No, seriously. They start you out with coppers. Oh, and You nice. work your way up to golds. Well, so. there, there's in D&D, &D, they were just like, you know what? I'm sure that it makes a lot of sense for different cultures and different people to use different currencies and for there to be inflation, right. but screw it. There is a gold standard. Everything's paid in gold. Just shut up and do it. I like that. I like it, too. It makes things a whole lot simpler. 
All right, so I should probably start out with my clothes. Yep. Well, here's the great thing about uh, being a guy who only wears clothes as armor. You don't need to pay for it. Awesome! So you get... I'll say that you get a traveler's outfit for free and also a fancy outfit to wear at uh, formal events. Okay, so do I need to write that down somewhere? Yep, under uh, other equipment. Well, actually, under uh, armor, you can write uh, traveler's outfit. Well, what about this here? I'm looking at armor. Mm-hmm. There's cloth, cloth armor basic. Price one gold piece. Mm-hmm. Fey weave armor. Right. Which gives me a plus one to my armor bonus. Plus four to my minimum enhancement bonus. Yep. Price says special. Now, I'm a fey being. I here's, can go to my other what, fey friends and say, hey. Here's what, here's what this means. This is this is something that's uh, slightly confusing about okay. uh, this. Um. The Fey Weave Armor and Star Weave Armor, mm-hmm. what they do is when you actually get an armor that has an enhancement bonus of plus four or higher, yes, it is automatically made of Fey Weave Armor. Ah. So essentially you are getting a plus five bonus if you have armor that is that high level. Okay. So right now you're starting with a plus zero enhancement bonus. Um, so do it I is just normal a, cloth. Do I have to pay I, I'm, sa- I'm going to say you don't have to pay All one. All right. Gold. Mom and dad. Now, where do I put this again? Um, I see armor. I see uh, armor. Do I just put it there? Yep. And just I right put what? There. Traveling, traveling clothes? Yep. Gee, thanks, mom and dad. Yep. Now, what's this check bo- box next to? Um, that is if it has some power attached to oh, okay. it, which your mundane items won't. Yes, mundane. Thanks, um, mom and dad. Couldn't go that extra... <laughs> Couldn't go those extra 50 gold, could you? Give me a nice suit to impress the ladies. I'm going to say that you uh, also, for free, get a nice, sturdy, like, elder or uh, oaken branch to All use right. as a wand. All right. Um, which now wait. doesn't do anything for you. Uh, the wand doesn't do anything? Um, Can I it allows it you to channel your wand Archon. ability through okay, it. Okay, so where is, where is my wand at? Um, Does it say? I think there might be a space for implement. You can write it down under one of your weapons. So just, you know. Basic wand. Yep. Now, does this have to be held in the offhand or anything like that? You would probably hold it in your main hand because okay. that's your central weapon. And then on your uh, offhand, you'd actually use a longsword, which you're proficient with. All right. So let's flip to the weapons, which are on page 218, and buy you a longsword. All right. Uh, simple weapons. Let's the, see. Two-handed? A longsword is a military one-handed weapon. Oh, I see. And so I'm going to go with a longsword. Okay. And so I'm going to put that in my weapons here. Mm-hmm. Longsword. That'll cost you 15 gold. All right. So I'm down to... Uh, let me just kind of keep track. So 15 gold. Mm-hmm. And it says proficiency is plus three. Correct. Where do I put all this stuff at? Okay. We'll flip over to your attack workspace, which is on the right. Okay. And then... Um, it says uh, half my level, so that's going to be zero. Yep. Ability. Right there where it says ability, or, you know, attack workspace, and then below it, right uh, um, longsword. All right. So that you know what you're dealing with. Okay. So half your level is zero. Right. Your ability, you attack with your strength. Right. So it would be plus zero. Right. Then your class doesn't give you any bonuses for a sword. The proficiency bonus does apply, so you get a plus three. And that's where it says right there on the... Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't um, get any special feats. Correct. No enhancements. Correct. And no miscellaneouses. Correct. So my attack bonus total right now for the long sword is three. Yep. 
All right, now I could put an enchantment on that longsword later, right, if I had yeah, one? Later on, you can, or you might just get a magical longsword. Okay. It, we'll see how the game goes. Hopefully it sings. Hopefully. Okay. So I've got a basic wand, a longsword, some traveling clothes. Do I need? I probably need some feet. Does that cover my feet and my that hands does cover and your my feet head and, and all your that hands. stuff? You get gloves and you have like a nice sturdy cloak. It's cool. All right. Um, what you probably want to buy is... I need an adventurer pack, right? Yep. Um, you can buy a standard adventurer's kit, Yep. which costs you 15 gold. 15 gold. And comes with a backpack, a bedroll, flint and steel, pouch, belt, empty, rations, trail for 10 days, rope, comma, hempen, sunrods, yes. and a water skin. Now, how much would you pay? Some right. people might say this would be 15 gold, but wait... <laughs> During this special offer, we're going to give it to you for 10 gold. Right, Rodrigo? No, 15 oh. gold. 15 gold if you act now. So do I need to write all this down, or can I just put standard adventures kit? You can just put down kit? standard adventures kit, and we'll go look and for it. And where do I we... put that under? Uh, um, other other yeah, equipment? Other equipment. Okay. Standard. All right. That brings me up to 30 gold spent. I have 70 gold left. Okay. Now, I don't need any ammunition. Right. Now, wait. It says an arcane implement, mm -hmm. one of them being a wand. Now, did you give me that for free? I did give you that oh, for that free. Oh, that was nice of you. Thank you. Because That's what I, I get for spending. Spend $15, get something of half price or equal value. Exactly. The, uh, the deal with that is that um, although you do have a class ability that triggers off of it, it mm -hmm. doesn't give you any other bonuses. Ah, so okay. I, I don't really see a reason to charge you for it. All right. Um, that was nice now, of you. Now, eventually we're going to go back and talk about... Um, your ritual casting abilities. Right. So the rest of your gold will probably go to buying arcane yeah, components. Yeah, man, that's, that World of Warcraft does the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's how come I don't have any money, because I'm always spending it on my spells. Yep. Uh, now, I don't need to buy any candles, because I have the light. Correct. Mm hmm. Let's see. I probably don't need any chain. I don't need an empty chest. I don't have much in, in the world. No. You really don't don't really need any of those uh, of these things since you get a bedroll. I mean, you could buy a tent, but honestly, you probably live in an enchanted forest and you're trained in nature. You probably right. don't actually need a tent. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty good with that. Now, it does have here, and we talked about this before we started recording, ritual book. Correct. Now, uh, I've got some ritual spells that you mentioned a moment ago that I'll have to pay for. Don't mm -hmm. I need a book? You, as a wizard, uh, again, when you graduated, they were like, congratulations, son. Here's your, here's here's your spell your book. Of, here's your piece of bark and yep. your spell book. Okay, so I get a spell book. Correct. All right. Now let's uh, run back to the uh, wizard because okay. we'll just jump to that since I think other than that, we're pretty much done with equipment. Okay. Um, let's see. It says uh, I got cantrips, ritual casting, and a spell book. Yep. Um, so if you turn to page 158, it says spell book. You possess a spell book, a book full of mystic lore in which you store your rituals and your daily and utility spells. Okay. So if you become separated from your spell book, you will lose access to your daily spells. Oh, that's not good. Um, my spell book, my spell oh, book. Give it back. <laughs> I could see some big ogre doing that, you know, holding me like, at arm's yeah, length. Yeah, well, you're like the, swinging at yeah. him. Give it back, give it back. No, I wouldn't be that way. No, you'd be like, like kicking cone of nuts. cold. I don't have that one yet. Not yet. You will. It's a good. It's a good spell. All right. Unless you're avoiding cold spells. 
Um, okay, your book contains three first-level rituals, All so make right. a note of that somewhere. Three rituals. Of your choice. Three rituals. And then you get more as you level up. Okay. So let's flip all the way to the back of the book. Man, this book is big. Is a big book. Yeah, and it's actually um, a good, uh, a pretty okay size for a, a, a core book. Um, yeah. There are books like that are just gigantic. Pages. Yeah. Um, but they've done a really good job of uh, keeping everything succinct enough so that it doesn't take tons of space. All right, so I've got some. Um... Okay, so the spells that you can, the uh, rituals that you can pick from are Animal Messenger, Comprehend Language, Gentle Repose, Magic Mouth, Make Whole, Secret Page, Silence, and Tensor's Floating Disc. All right. And I get three of these. You get to pick three of those. Uh, now, the key skill, though, is I have to have one of these in my skill set in order to use it. So, actually, I have Nature. I have Arcana. I don't have Heal. Right. So I wouldn't really wouldn't Gentle Repose. Would and Gentle Repose doesn't really do much for wizards yeah. anyway. <laughs> Unless you want to make zombies and you're not high enough to do yeah. that yet. Yeah. Magic Mouth. What does that do? Magic Mouth allows you to, like, leave a message someplace. Oh, okay. Make Whole. Make whole means if you get to something, some mundane item is broken, you can be ah. like shabadoo, and it becomes whole again. I'm trying to find. Here's the, here's the difference. Be, here's the big difference between rituals and spells. Uh-huh. You can cast your spells by just kind of thinking at it and you know waving your wand. Rituals take time, sometimes between uh, minutes and hours. Okay. Go ahead. Um. So to cast a uh, tensor's floating disc. Instead of like going like her and you know casting it and saying a magic word, you sit down, you grind up some magic materials, oh, and then okay. a magical floating disc appears okay. that you can use as a pack mule. Well, since we're running low on our time here, you know I don't see. Um, oh, I guess they're alphabetical. That's why I'm not finding magic mouth and all of these others. Mm-hmm. So, what would you recommend then? I would actually recommend um, animal messenger. That uh, allows me to use an animal mm-hmm. and send a message to... off to somebody. Yep. Okay, so um, rituals. Three rituals that I have right now. Yep. Uh, now, do these uh, rituals, do I keep these forever? Yep. And uh, eventually, is there an improved animal messenger spell? There is, yes. There are eventually uh, better uh, versions of these rituals will come along. Okay, so I've got animal messenger. Mm-hmm. I get two more. Um, I would use, I would take Tensor's Floating Disc. And what does that one do? Um, that creates a disc of fours that you can essentially lump your uh, loot onto, uh-huh. and it follows you around. Okay. And I would pick between... Um, so silence would actually be, well, no, wait. Silence wouldn't, you can't use these rituals during combat. Right. Silence okay. Silence is a privacy spell. Okay. You essentially cast it, and then you and your friends go into the Cone of Silence. What is Secret Page? Secret Page allows you to write a secret page. Ooh. We'll, we'll read the uh, description. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Observe creatures. Secret Page. Um, you ward writing so others cannot read them. Use of this ritual protects one page, maximum 250 words. You make the page appear to not exist. Causing anyone other than you to ignore it. The pager's presence is blocked from a reader's mind. You can choose instead to obscure the page with false writings, which you produce before performing the ritual. So basically, it allows you to take a message and code it so that only you can read it. Yeah. I, I think... Um, 
What would be the next one? Um, would comprehend language actually help me out since I'm a history arcana dungeoneering yeah, kind of that guy? Wouldn't be, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Right, and so I think we'll you do... can you can use it retroactively. So if, if you hear some goblins, you can go off, cast your ritual, and then your me- in your memory it'll be translated. I All believe. right. So we've got uh, three rituals. Okay. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Well, there we've got my first. Now, what about my armor class? Oh, right. We have to calculate that. Yeah. Um, 10 and my plus initiative. Half, 10 plus half your level. Is still 10. Plus your ability modifier, which is either is the highest of your dex or intelligence. Which is four. Okay. Your class gives you nothing. You didn't take a feat. You have no enhancement and no miscellaneous bonus. So add that all up. 14. And I think it puts your AC at 14. Is then, that good or bad? That's okay. Okay. Um, Really, you are a lot easier to hit than a guy wearing heavy armor right now. Well, of course. I've got no armor. Right. Um, Then your initiative will be your dex modifier. Which is four. Mm -hmm. Plus half your level, which is zero. Plus a miscellaneous bonus, which you took toughness and not improved initiative as your feed, right? Yes. Okay. So it'll just be four. Okay. So my initiative is four. Mm -hmm. So how does that work? Um, At the beginning of a combat, I will call for initiatives. Everybody mm-hmm. rolls their initiative, um, rolls a d20. Almost all rolls in the game. You just roll a d20 and add your modifier. Ah, so, so if I had a 16 and then I had a modifier of 4, it'd be a... 20. 20, all right. So you would say, Rodrigo, I have a 20 in initiative, and everybody that got a lower than 20 would go after you. Okay. Everybody that got higher than 20 would go before you. Uh, speed, do we need to finish speed out? Do I have um, any special bonus for armor or You do not have or... penalties or bonuses to speed, so, so your speed is speed 6. So I'm speed is 6 right now. All right. Senses, low light, that's the only thing. Mm-hmm. Passive insight, do I get that? Yes. Um, so I got a 10 plus skill bonus, which I don't think I have any... Oh, well, actually, I have a lot of skill bonuses. Well, your insight should... I don't think you have... Do you have... Yeah, you did have it trained. So 5 plus your wisdom modifier is 6. Six. So your passive insight is 16. 16. And then same thing with perception, except perception your perception. Is nothing, so it's 10. All right, cool. Well, everybody, there you go. There is a kind of a, hopefully it's interesting, uh, in our next episode, Orem is going to go out into the world from uh, Magic U, M-U. <laughs> okay? And um, he's probably going to have a few adventures before he teams up with, uh, or at least one adventure, before he teams up with uh, some other, other crew members. Mm-hmm. That work? That works. All right, thanks, everybody. <laughs> Major Spoilers Podcast, copyright 2009.